Just get your head over the ball. Slash the microphone. Slash the beef rib. Oh, you're demolishing over there. Which I sneakily picked up the second one when she wasn't looking because she was talking to Callum. <laughs> after he was, a, he was a vegetarian. I pulled for the second one before... The I, irony is staggering. Because I just assume you win. The irony is staggering. Assume you win it straight up. Just I'm taking two, and that's the way it's going to be. Big dog, not generous when it comes down it's to like, cafes. You're in a survival mode, like first in, first served. Wow. Damn right. Damn right. Because we are sitting. Big dog, really. We are living. sitting in a location where the waiter either goes in one direction, which yeah. would be a anti-clockwise direction. Or they would go in our direction, which would be a clockwise direction. Yeah. You realise in this situation, you are actually living that old adage for every animal you don't eat. I'm going to eat too. Except in this case, they're always definitely going to get eaten. Because they had to lose. Well, that is true. That is true. Eat. I'm sorry, Callum. I'm not listening. I'm too busy picking beef out of my teeth. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Very good. Does that mean you can't listen and pick food out of your mouth at the same time? Contrary to popular belief, that's right, ladies, I am a male. That is some classic. And as a male, classic manly I am pretty limited in the multiple things I can do at once. That's up That's up there with, oh, sorry, I can't hear you, I'm wearing a towel. Sorry, I can't hear you, I'm eating beef rib. Sorry, I can't hear you, I'm picking beef rib out of my teeth, <laughs> is what I said. That's true. And now you're going back to eating beef. Why wouldn't you pick... You're going to pick the beef Sorry, out afterwards. Wait, wait, wait. He can't hear you. Just, just yeah. wait for your moment. Oh, it's an egg. more canapes. It's just going the other way. So that's the thing. We're on the dividing point. We're, we are literally just up from the fork in the road for the canapes. They either go left or they go right. If they go left, we're in the game. If they go right, forget it. You're not getting anything. Ooh. Although, you, these might be vegetarian ones going. No. No, no they're definitely meat. Anyway, we should probably introduce it. Um... I think we're episode 15, fellas, and we are... It's a big number. Big number. It's Good Beer Week 2016. We are at Two Birds Brewing in Spotswood. That's a full team, a full rugby team on the pitch. That is. The 15. What's the 15? The fullback. I can't remember. Number 15 is the fullback. We are at Two Birds Brewing in Spotswood, and it's a a collaborative event. You're looking at rugby. (laughs) Sorry. You go, Big Dog. This is clearly more important. It is the second reserve in rugby league. Well, there's no one oh, on the beach. Oh, here we go. Oh, sorry, these are Back on the beef again. Okay. Delicious. Speaking of beer, are you going to get one? The answer is yes. The question is which one? Something alcoholic. I should introduce as well, while Callum and Kieran are trying to work out what they're drinking. Why? As Kieran was trying to say before, we are at the Two Birds Brewery. I have said that twice already. Okay. I was trying to get to we the, are the other breweries that are being I featured. I do apologise. So right. This is a Wednesday night. <laughs> During the middle of Good Beer Week, which runs in... I might get in the ghost. How about that? What are we in? We're in May now. We're, we're in May. May. Yes, we are in May. Yeah, yeah, so we're in May. The middle of May. We're in uh, Spotswood, which is the inner west of Melbourne. Uh, sort of just past Footscray at Two Birds Brewery. And it is a bit of a party on a Wednesday night. A bit of a party. And they're, uh, they're sharing the taps with Feral, which is a Western Australian uh, brewery. They make, they make a delicious hop called the Hop Hog. It's one of the iconic beers in Australia. One of the iconic early craft beer is that beers. The, is that the first one I had? I can't even remember. No, no, you didn't have that. You had uh, something else. And oh. then Paradog, which is a, a, a cracking Wellington brewery, 
Um, we that Billy Penfall was probably like. That yeah, right? I'm sure he would love the Paradog. And um, I've had the Barracuda Karma, which was a, an IP, IBA, Indian nice. Black Ale. You've had the Bitterbitch, which is an IBA. Yep. And quick, oh, shout, it's all happening. Quick shout out to Billy and his lovely oh, yeah, girlfriend Jesse. Um, you're in around. South America at the moment. They're in Mexico. They're in Mexico. America slash Mexico. He's been in Vegas. I've been following his. May trip. I say, hasta luego. I don't know exactly what that means. But... <laughs> Dude, Joe, you can't just say things in other languages when you don't know what they mean. I could say, hasta la vista, baby. That would make no sense. Yes, sh- shout out to Bill. He's probably too busy hooning around pyramids and, and uh, Tuckerias to be listening that. to this, but yeah. um, he's in a wonderful part of the world. Yes. Um, I'm going to get one of these. Can I get you to get it for me? Sure. Where's my wallet? My wallet is holding up the microphone. Well, I'll use this for the moment. There's another one of those. Big hey. dog, am I getting you a beer too? No, I want, the, no. I want this one, the goats. The salt, the salt and pepper. Ghost? Salt and pepper beer. Are you able to, are you able to get me? Yeah, Just determining what delicious beers we're getting here at this event. I'll get the Sunset Ale, man. All right. Big dog, go on the Sunset I'll Ale. I'll give you a ticket. I'll, I'll, I'll use this one. They've given us a... Uh, what is effectively a raffle ticket system? Because we, we paid our entry and that gets you three beers and some food. So now, very, we're, now we're dealing out raffle tickets like they're fucking hot property. It is a very honest system though. Oh yeah. Oh, we paid our money, now we got our tickets yeah. and we're having a good time. You just hand over your raffle ticket, you get a beer. A pot of beer. Literally sitting in the brewery. They've got, uh, I'd say about a third of the, the brewery is sort of partitioned off with seating. The rest of it is the brewery, so oh, we're sitting in the presence of some a, very large tanks. It is a very, it is a very large space they've got here. They, it is a big brewery. They, they are essentially in a modified warehouse. It would have been an old school industrial warehouse back in yeah. the day, but it's essentially a massive shed. It is, and, uh, and what better place to brew some beer than in a giant shed? Got, and they got some big brewing tanks out the back That's here. Some big tanks. Some skyscraper tanks at the back there. And it, it seemed like they had some speeches just before, just saying, like, this is who we are, yada, yeah. yada, yada. And one of the blokes kind of sort of mentioned that I think he lives here or he lives above it or whatever, which is probably it's just quite plausible. The place is massive. But well, possibly is this just weird? Staying here. Is this Very weird? Amazing. But I'm thinking to myself, thank you. Thank you. Lady, lady living... just clearing away our bones there. That is not a euphemism. Our, our, sorry, our, our rib bones. Not a euphemism, no. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, this guy obviously lives here. He's the brewer. Is it weird that I'd be kind of paranoid that there could be like some sort of an explosion with massive tanks out in the back? And you're that... sleeping like above these tanks. Potentially. Well, he said upstairs. He said it, you know, he said, oh. Yeah, I don't think he sleeps directly above the beer tanks. But beer tanks... Are unlikely to explode, big dog. I mean, they're not volatile. I wouldn't have thought so. The only thing that's going to happen is that maybe they'll foam over a little bit and get a bit messy. They're not going to like well, shoot. I'm not changed... going to shoot the top of it and like blow his bed out of the roof. I've I've changed a few kegs in pubs in my days, and they <laughs> do get pretty explosive. They get foamy. They don't like explode. No, that's true. They don't explode, explode. No, they're not brewing like you know nitrous oxide or some sort of chemical weapon like it's just hops in, in water and yeast or as Arnie would say a biological weapon yeah it's just beer it's just beer yeah. 
very tasty beer. You said before that you were considering brewing your own beer. Where did that come from? I don't know. It's something I've been thinking about for a little bit. I've actually thought I wouldn't mind brewing some beer. I've actually got the space to do it now as well. Yeah. Sarah and I have got a little two-bedroom apartment, which is not massive, but it's kind of big enough. I could probably brew a little bit without getting in everybody's room. Yeah, all you really need is a couple of space for some uh, some barrels. Well, I, mean, I, Bill, probably, Bill. I probably need an additional fridge, space for an additional fridge. Bill, Bill used to, um, Bill basically used to brew his beer in his wardrobe. He just kept his, his tanks in his wardrobe, 50 litre tanks. In his bedroom. Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't a wardrobe, it was the laundry closet. But it was still, you know, you just need a place for the tanks. I'd be down for brewing some beer. With some Barry Bullock Hour Ales. Well, maybe we could try Give it a go. We could have giveaways. Big Dog's Bitter, remember that? Big, oh, Big Dog's Bitter. And you're moving in with another friend of ours, oh, Sam Brown. Brown. Sam Brown, Brown. Which I always thought the Brown Dog Ale. A, a cheeky clink, fellas. Cheers to you. Cheers, Cheers, Big Dog. I always thought... brewing endeavours, possibly. I always thought the name Brown Dog Ale was a perfect name for a beer. Well, if you, if you get this... Bre- I'll, I'll chip in a few bucks to set up a brewing rig at your place. Yeah. We'll brew a Brown's in. We'll brew a double Brown Dog. A double Brown Dog. Well, we'd have to invite Brown Dog over if we're going to go down that part. Big Dog, well, he's going to be He'll be at my house, so... And knowing be... Sam, he'll be around all the time. Did you get the same as what I got? Pardon? Did you get did you hear the same beer no, that I got? I got the most alcoholic beer on the list. Callum straight for the high turfs. Just like give me the highest turfs possible. Spoken like moment. a man who's had a hard day I, on the I've netball. I've just had a hard. I've just had a. I've just played a very pointless game of netball. Is um, any game of netball pointless? See what I did there? You thought I was going to say, is any game of netball not pointless? But I said, is any game of netball pointless? I do pointless? see what you did there. I'm going to assume that you've also lost, as well as being called for yeah, contact. I actually, do you know what? I, I don't mind losing. Yeah. But it really upsets me when I get called for lots and lots of fouls because for, like, for things that are marginal. Like, yeah. Because it slows the game down and it makes me feel like you're, you can't really impact the game if you're continuously getting called for things which I was should have just punched the guy and then you but you know you're going to get called but at least at least you get to land one <laughs> pretty sure you get taken on the court if that happens hey if you're going to go out you go out hard yeah they got to take out this a player is, or this is the kind of behaviour this is the kind of behaviour that led to the infamous infamous uh, Sydney Swifts versus Melbourne Vixens bloodbath of 2014. Oh, I remember did they, that. Did they have a brawl today? I just made that up. Oh, it wouldn't, wouldn't it be good if it was? Oh, Net- no, netball is pretty contacting. Like I said, it's an uncontact sport. I played netball a few years ago, and the girl was all over me. Like we're pretty much on a date. It's how yeah. like much contact I got. And, from and look, I, I I I venture so far as to say that there are a lot of girls in mixed netball who know they can get away with things because guys They're not gonna always go. get called for contact more than, than girls. She's practically hip and shoulder me around the court and I was like, lady, at least buy me a drink first. <laughs> I once I once um I once sustained three cracked ribs from a uh, from an incident. You did you're one of the few people yeah. that's cracked ribs on the netball course. So this guy this guy he, he was niggly all day. Like he was a he was clearly a basketball player 
Um, was he smack talking as well? He was smack talking. <laughs> he was running into people. What a ticket, dude! It's netball, can't yeah. be And he comes barreling into me on one ball and it gets an elbow right up in the guts. Um, That's yeah, broke some ribs and I. Yeah, I, 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 I did feel like punching that guy in the wrestling fraternity. A shot to the guts would wouldn't that be called hit to the midsection? Is that right? I have no idea. What do you mean like pro wrestling? Yeah, they always go. Oh, you had to look at the script, man. I don't know. They always go kick to the midsection, hit to the midsection, and it's always just in the bread basket. This <laughs> <laughs> when that guy's buckling over in the bread basket. All the girls. All the girls. I, yeah, I, the I have no idea. It's been a long a very, time. A very um, long time since I watched pro wrestling. Sport these wrestling. Days. wrestling. It is. Yeah. yeah. They no longer just put up the old. Uh... Oh no, that's boxing. Where the girls wander around. Yeah, that's ring girls, man. Ring yeah. girls. That's ring girls for the boxing, where they, you know, they put they have the number saying what round they're up to. Yeah. You've just put every sport that occurs in a ring in a blender. They yeah. just poured out some sort of weird MMA sandwich smoothie. An MMA smoothie. Well, he's blended wrestling and boxing in his own mind. Is that the only two sports that occur in a ring? There's probably more. The square uh, ring, yeah. is. Which is a ridiculous name because it's square. There's a, oh, no, that's, I was going to say yeah, a cycling right. ring, but that's not a cycling. It's a cycling rink. It's a vel- velodrome. 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 Oh. You're thinking of an ice skating rink. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. You are blending every sport now. Yeah, yeah. That smoothie's getting bigger by the second. <laughs> I, big dog, I, I like to imagine in your head that sport is something like this kind of like Calvin ball from Calvin and Hobbes where it's it's all the possible sport equipment put together and you make up the rules as you go along. Is it another and I know for a fact that that is how Adelaide Fisher understands sport. Actually, coincidentally, I saw Adelaide the other day. Did you? Yeah. I saw Adelaide walking along. We were... We were biking along the Yarra Trail, which yeah. I, if anyone lives in Melbourne and hasn't done it, I will recommend riding along the Yarra Trail. You can go all the way from Melbourne, CBD, all the way along the Yarra River, right out to Templestone. Yeah, that is nice. That's a, I've been on that bike path, actually. That's where I nice used to go running. Anyway, so... Oh, that's up by three Yarra, Yarra Bend. And so stuff. bumped into to, to Adelaide and her partner, whose name... Jim. Escapes me, thank you. Nice guy. And they're, and they're and they're dogs. They got a oh, greyhound. They've adopted a greyhound. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, great thing. Because that is one sport that's probably a bit ugly at times. Your sort of the dog old greyhound race. Greyhound. Your sort of dog. She like. said. She said that her dog too had been retired after winning about twenty grand and was basically heading towards the meat pie factory. Yeah, pretty much. That's what happens. You wouldn't get a lot of meat off a greyhound, but I see your point. I actually um, twenty grand, and it was go- it was getting thrown away. Twenty grand's not that much in racing circles. It's probably only not a couple to be of races. Sneezed at. They obviously used it for a bit. Well, someone sneezed. But that's a great. It's a great ending. It's a great ending. Yeah. That uh, it, it basically Wesley, 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 Wesley essentially went to heaven. My apologies. Went to uh, heaven. My apologies, Leslie, for calling you Wesley just then. Yeah. Nice yeah. dog. And Adelaide does love her dog, so she that's does, uh, Leslie's definitely having a good time with it right now. So anyway, and pretty, pretty sweet for that dog. Le- Leslie has literally gone to the farm. She's that 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 metaphorical farm that um, they talk about, which is actually a share house in Brunswick. But anyway, anyway, we digress. This is an old family, not old family friend, but kind of an old friend of all of ours from uni. So 
Anyway, yep. big shout out to them. Good yeah. Seller, One of the... So a few few months ago, in fact, probably even a couple of years ago now, I worked at the Melbourne Cup of Greyhounds. They have a Melbourne Cup of Greyhounds. Where is that at? It's out at Sandown Racecourse. Yes, of course it is. And I got stuck in a, in a marquee bar out Scumbag the back of the race Central out at Sandown. That is an event you just don't want to be a part of. That was something extraordinary. That was Sketchy McGee. That was Sketchy McGee. Every single person who walked past was Sketchy McGee. It's one of the more enjoyable shifts I've ever worked at, but gee, it was feral. It's a feral place out there. What about what they drinking? Oh, Terps, I don't know, Carlton or some shit, probably. What about cat racing? Because <laughs> cats what? are pretty quick. Is this an, a bad idea that you just had, or, or is that I actually would, a thing? I would watch cats race. Cat racing. The real question is, would they have a nap halfway through Here's the no. thing, you want to make But instead of a horse that they're chasing... Have a little ball of yarn. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a ball of string. I totally watch that. I would watch that. You were exactly all the money of what I was going to say. You, you, you should You should. Instead Google. of cats, have kittens, like tiny kittens chasing after a ball you of yarn. You should Google that the, would be amazing. the Kitten Rugby World Cup. Oh, the Kitten Rugby World Cup is great. Oh, I I'll send it. I'll send it to you. Kitten Rugby World Cup worth a Google. We'll very put funny. A link on put the, a link on middle. It's basically just kittens chasing after a mouse on a rugby field. Here's something I watched the other day on the internet. YouTube, for those of you following at home. Marble racing. What? What Racing a marble down the... No, no, racing a a whole series of marbles. So I'll I'll try and find that as well. Extraordinarily enthralling. Effectively, someone found... So it's a a beach with quite quite a wide beach with quite a gradient on it. And they basically carved out a track which they solidified with, with water. So it's a long track going down this, this basically sand dune, and they release ten marbles at the top of it, and literally walk along this track with a, with a, with a video camera. And then someone's gone and dubbed a commentary over the top of it. It's about three minute race between all these marbles, extraordinarily enthralling. So that's pretty decent. I'll get that up for you as well. I was like, quite. It's quite exciting to watch these marbles go at it. Fair to say, the marble I picked did not finish well. But you'll be you'll be surprised by what you can get to race. I like it. Yeah. Chaps behind us just snagging down a couple of burgers. I'm just thinking to myself, I would be tasty. Do you want to order something? Yeah, you can order something. Do you want to order something? Technically, the can- oh, no, the canapes are done. The canapes are done. She did say that, that she didn't seem like she was going to get you something being a vegetarian. What do you feel like? You want a burger? Well, should we grab a menu? I feel like maybe a menu. Yeah. Menu would be a good idea. Menu. I think you got to go up. They don't have a takeaway bin. We'll ask, we'll ask, we'll ask. I don't, I, we'll get rid of this post. It's a bit of a debacle, wasn't it, Callum, about you trying to find out if there's going to be vegetarian canapes. I posted on their Facebook page because the only advertised canapes were, um, were, were, um, meat. were meat. And look, ordinarily I wouldn't be snotty about that sort of thing, but I did pay, you know, we paid a reasonable amount of money to be here. To pay, to pay our cash and, and for a, for a you know for a craft beer geek hipster thing in the middle of Spotswood, 
I would expect there to be some sort of vegetarian option, not a, maybe even just one. So they said to you no. They said but no on the Facebook page. The menu here has two. They've got Parmesan Oreos with goat cheese. Sounds great. Sounds fantastic. And vegetarian to starters. Did you guys have any of those? Pretty sure that's just corn chips. No, I didn't see any of those. I only saw all the other the, the three meaty ones. Yeah. It's yeah. a great tune in the background. What what it what what is it? Uh, this is a cake, I think. Yeah, right. that? I don't actually know what the song's called. Going the distance or something, whatever. Big yeah. dog's back with the menu. Big dog's back. Big dog. Yes, who's back? Oh, big dog. Big dog. Big news. Big news. Last night at trivia. Here we go. Last night at trivia. Um, Clem and I have been going to the Great Britain trivia for the past month now. You love that. Oh, it's the best trivia night I've ever been to. It's amazing. It's so good. Thoroughly enjoyable. Five to seven, six dollar pints of absolutely any tap beer. Phenomenal. Yeah, they got, um, they got a good can selection as well. And and they've got a great, got a great trivia night. It's really hearty. There's questions for everybody. There's yeah. some crappy popular culture questions. Yeah. There's some there's some solid like there's geography. There's history. There's something for everybody. There's so many trivia nights. You feel like you have to be a particular yeah. type of person to get it. It's a lovely. It puts together a really nicely balanced, a well-rounded night. quiz. Um, and there's enough questions so that you feel like it's an experience. It's not just over within an hour. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, an underrated skill you might say, almost worthy of a of, of, a, of some sort of cooking utensil. But um, uh, anyway, anyway, um, we um. We are. What was I going to say? You've I'm waffling. I'm waffling, but we can edit this in, pro- in post. Are we still? Are we still on the thing? We're yes, still we're still recording. going. Oh, yeah, right, still sorry. recording. But um, we're multitasking. We had a we, every every round after <laughs> oh, every round it. they have a like, they have a um, they have a jug of beer question right where what you, you nominate one person to go up. And Mick asks a question, and he reads a series of clues. Yeah. Usually, like, who am I? And the first one is always he mentions movies that someone has been in. Right? You're gonna love this game. Man. He mentions movies that someone has been in, and then you have to guess. Your, your nominated person has to guess by writing it on a piece of paper. And the first person wins a jug of beer. Yep. Last night, the person for the movie question. One, one guess. One guess who it was. Cage. Paxton. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Come Kurt, on, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. And I thought, where is Big Dog? The only man I know who knows literally every single Kurt Russell movie well, let's see. in the history of the world. All right. How many... A challenge. Challenge. How many Kurt Russell movies can you name, Big Dog? Let's go. Well, I, I know what I'm, I'm going to get for food. So I'm going to go try the hot dog. Oh, well, I'm going to go the old chicken schnitzel. Yep. Green habanero mayonnaise on a milk bun. I should just put a shout out now to um to, to two birds. Um, yeah, who has right. just placed a, a number at my table. Do you? And it's going to bring me special vegetarian food. Yeah, it probably I'm, should because I'm, it's going to. Yeah, it should be. Um, I'm feeling very special right now. Who's going to send one? Are we both going to go up? Um, you right. go up. Just order. Grab us a like, dog. I like. I like big dog. Searched for two brothers brewing, basically the opposite. Big Dog's been googling breweries all night. Yeah, I've been googling. Yeah, he's, also, he's also been googling Niagara Falls. I mean, he brought up directions to come here, and it came up Niagara Falls. And I was like, oh, Big Dog, that's going to take us straight to the airport. <laughs> Big one. Wait, Kurt Russell's married to Goldie Hawn? Yeah. What? And their kids, Kate Hudson. What? Big Dog, do you know? The TV series 
the first tape, the first appearance as an actor, credited appearance of Kurt Russell as an actor. TV series, very very famous TV series as a child actor. Oh, I know. I, I'll tell you why I think I know what it is. Okay, because I know his dad was also an actor, and I know his dad. His dad is a guy called Bing Russell, who was in Gunsmoke. Oh. Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke, where's Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke? We've got Guns and Diablo. I'm not. I've got, there's two things mentioned in the word. It's a western. Oh, yes, yes. He's in two episodes of Gunsmoke. Well done, Big Dog. Okay, so that's one point. You're going to start early or you're going you're to work your way back? Well, no, so what happened was he was a Disney star. Yep. And then. In the, gave, in the 90s? Are you saying 80s? No, no, I'm talking about as a kid. He was really? a child star. One of his first roles was, I don't know, remember the movie, but he kicked Elvis Presley in the shins in an Elvis Presley film. <laughs> and then he actually was a pretty good baseball player. And, and, really? when, and when he finished school, yeah. he played minor league and was... Heading towards the majors when he when he did his shoulder. Really? And ended his career. For around about 76, probably 77, he's playing a bit of baseball. Yep. Does his shoulder, that's it, it's all over. Elvis died in 77. Yep. In 79 or 78, I can't remember the exact date. Yep. One of those two. Yep. They decided they were going to do Disney. Yep. Was going to do a bio on Elvis. Yeah. Never been done before. No one had played Elvis before. Really? And that's the first thing that Kurt Russell did. That is extraordinary. I, I think. So anyway, he was the first guy to portray Elvis. And he he did the full, like Val Kilmer in The Doors. He's saying he did everything. Really? Yeah. Well, he's a talented man. So anyway, so that started him off. 78. Yeah. And that was with a guy called John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Yeah, John Carpenter. Also of the um, famous director. Also of the of of of, of fame, brought to fame by one of your favourite movies of by, all time. By several of my favourite movies. One of them, which is what the next thing they started. So John Carpenter did this movie about Elvis, and then which was called Elvis. Yeah, which was the TV movie in '78 or '79. '79. Uh, well 79. done. Well done. I'm going to give you a bonus point for getting the year. By 1980. Yeah. I think he was in a movie where he plays a dodgy real estate... No, a dodgy second-hand salesman called Used Cars. Used Cars! Yeah, 81, yeah. 81, he does what's probably his most iconic character of all time. A legendary role, Snake Plissken in Escape from New York. Extraordinary. 82, he does The Thing. Yep, five points. Again with John Carpenter. Well done. 83... He does Silkwood with Meryl Streep. Extraordinary. Five points. For which Meryl Streep won an Oscar. 84. Bonus point for the Oscar. Go for it. Don't know what he did in 84. 85. Don't know what he did. Six. He did another legendary film. Again with John Carpenter. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little Chinatown. Excellent. 87. Can't remember. 80. Oh, no. Yes. 87. Goldie Horn And Overport. One of the yep. greatest comedies of all time. Where he kidnaps Goldie Hawn and gets because he's got amnesia and pretends that she's the mother of his three children. <laughs> it's 
a classic. Okay. You don't make films like that anymore. Nine points, Big Dog. Go for it. 88. Possibly To Kill a Sunrise. Ex- yes. You are absolutely on the money. 10 89. Points. Tango and Cash. Yeah. Quintessential. My favourite, Kurt Russell. 1990, we're talking yep. Ron Howard's backdraft. 12 With points. Well done, Big Robert Dog. Robert De Niro. 12. And, and the rest of them. And one of the Baldwins. Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> So what are we at? 92. Baldwin's an interchange or 93. He's in a movie with Ray Liotta and Madeline Stowe, which I forget the name of, called Unlawful Entry or something? Unlawful Entry 92. Yep. 14 points. It's actually points, not a bad film. So we're at 1993. 92. He's also in, a, another, yep. another, another patch-wearing queen. Yes. Captain Ron. It's well done. 15 points. Family caper. 93, 94, <laughs> 94, he did Stargate. He did, yes. I don't know what yes. he did in 93. Or oh, another big film in 94. Another oh, big film. Tombstone, wide earth. Yes, 93. Well done. Sorry, well done. so 93. 17 points. Yeah. So you went Captain Ron, yep. Tombstone, Stargate. Oh, now, amazing bit of trivia here. He is the voice, uncredited... Oh, yes, no, of Elvis in Forrest Gump. Boom! That's right. Okay, okay, 90, okay 95... So the, the connection is extraordinary, 95, yeah. I don't know what he did. 96, he came back again and did yep. Snake Plissken in a shitty movie called Escape from L.A. Yes, Which is yes. not very good. 97, he was in a movie called... Now right? he's... He was also in, in 96, he was also in Executive Decision. Oh, with Steven Seagal where he dies at the start. That's okay, bonus point, well done, 19 points. Steven Seagal, coincidentally, Steven Seagal dies in the first 10 minutes of that movie. <laughs> and so he pulls a, he pulls a, um, he pulls a, uh, he pulls a Sean Bean. Yeah, and he, get, he got paid like a million dollars Seriously, day, being that, and he dies in the first 10 minutes. Okay, 97, Breakdown, or Soldier. 21 points. Both, both, yeah. yeah. 98, I don't know what he did. 99, I don't know what he did. 2000, I don't know what he did. But I think around about that time, he did, I think, 3,000 miles to Graceland. Yes! <laughs> what was the name, for a bonus point, what was the name of his character in 3,000 miles to Graceland? I don't know. The guy can't sing. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Okay, okay. And also in 2001. I have to admit, at this point... Because my childhood had finished with with Tom, with Tom Cruise. Oh, he was in Vanilla Sky. Well done, 22 points. He's racking him up, living up to expectations here. But anyway, there you go. That's, that's well done, Big Gun. We'll have, so to, add, we'll have to edit that to the max, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you just named about 25 films that Kurt Russell was in. As a relief teacher living in Richmond, I get sent to all four corners of the globe. Um... Often I get sent on very short notice to the end of train lines. Which is not quite the end of the year. Not, not all no. four corners of Melbourne. No, but... All four corners of Melbourne, perhaps. All four corners of Melbourne. Um, so my golden spatula goes to when I was sent to a school... I don't even remember the name of the suburb, but I was sent to a school and I realised... I thought it was going to take me about 45 minutes 
but it ended up taking me about 25 minutes because I remembered the glory that is West Richmond Station. Or East Richmond Station. East Richmond Station. East Richmond Station. That's Before like, North Richmond. Before North Richmond. That's kind of like one of those little stations yeah. which sort of sits... Anyway, and, you, and you always sort of fly by it. It's one of those stations that just looks really lonely because most of the time the train lines just don't stop there. Mm. You know what I mean? But it is incredibly, it's incredibly convenient for me because the trains that run through Richmond, it's 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 the it's the it's on the lines that don't run through Richmond, but it's basically the same. Once I'm on my bike, it's basically the same distance to get to uh, to West Richmond as, as it is to get to um, as it is to get to Richmond. Yeah. So it's, it's incredibly convenient. So, God's Bachelor this week for me was the train stopping at West Richmond. A bit alright. How's that beer going down? Tasty. Beer's going down tasty. We got some good food coming up as well. And I have to say, the food they have done tonight is yeah, pretty good. It's very tasty. Very what did we tasty. had we had a bit of chicken, chicken wings with a pork. beer hot sauce, some ribs, and some uh, tostadas, which was really just corn chips with a bit of beef on them, and they were very tasty. It's very good. You mentioned uh, very, very early in that. Uh, Kurt Russell quiz. You mentioned oh, baseball. Oh yeah, I forgot to go back to that. Oh, here we go. His old man had a um, team called the Portland. It was in the minors, whatever the minor league team is in Portland. And anyway, there's a doco about them, which is apparently pretty good, called the Battered Bastards of Baseball, which has only just come out, which is actually really good. All right. Or so I've been told. Anyway, what were you going to say? Well, it just reminded me. Um, one of those sort of weird, wacky sports news items recently, if you didn't see it in the last week or so. Apart from apart from Jared deciding he's no longer playing NFL. Oh, Jared, let's not talk about Jared Hayne. I know Callum doesn't want to talk about Jared Hayne. I'm not particularly... Uh, I'm, in, I'm, I'm so unimpressed with Jared Hayne. Yeah, that's that's a cop-out. But anyway, no, no, the, yeah. the thing that I was going to say was there was, um, there's a fairly hefty uh, pitcher, American pitcher, in baseball. Can't remember which team he plays for now. He's been playing for 19 years. He's never hit a home run. And then he's a big man. So, but he must get on base. He, he's a big man. But he must be able to get around the base. Oh, yeah, he hits it enough to get on base, but his record for, is, is appalling. Yeah. Never hit a home run in his life. The other day, swings one into left field, and everyone goes fucking ape shit and it is awesome because it actually went over the oh yes yeah, hit a home run his first career home run in 19 years and this this guy's a big man can you remember like, he is a big man his he's name, not used to actually having to run hard around the bases well he didn't have to run hard because he's, he's a home run he can run a well yeah so he should be thin then he has to run quickly to get to the base oh I think on. he just gets struck out because he's so shit ass well, how does that work if you stay in the majors? It's kind of like it's kind of like Peter Siddle hitting like sixes or something, or Chris, <laughs> Chris Martin hitting a six. Like this is guy he, is he purely uh, is so, he purely a hitter or is he also some sort of a pitcher? He is a pitcher. Oh, but they, a pitcher. they all have to bat. They all, oh, but, that's for me. Thank you. That's the chicken. Yeah, it's very tasty. Bartolo Cohen. Yes, Bartolo. Bartolo Cohen. Great name. Bartolo, Bartolo Cohen 
finally hits a home run after 19 years at the New York Mets. But the idea is in, in baseball, if you're if you're on the team, you should be able to bat. Yeah. It's not as designated as it is in cricket. The fielding and the pitching is very um, specified, but everyone should be able to hit. This guy can't hit to save himself. Finally, after 19 years, smashes a home run. It's awesome. Definitely get out there and watch that. I've been Delta Burger. That looks like a good burger. I'm kind of jealous. I actually went the um, hot dog, and I reckon the burger's better. Okay, so apparently, according to Google, the um, the, the, uh, potato salad of the minor league baseball team in Portland is the Sea Dogs. Really? The Sea Dogs. Um, Appropriate, given some of of Kurt Russell's film history and his penchant for wearing eye patches... Would have thought Kurt Russell probably would have felt quite at home. They've served my burger with a side of potato salad, which I'm finding deliciously refreshing. It's the but slightly no. confusing. So it wasn't the Seahawks, even though that's kind of cool. No, sea Dogs. Sea Dogs. It is a Portland team that is now defunct. Oh, a defunct. Called the Portland. That's even better. Called but- the Portland Mavericks. Who <laughs> <laughs> probably somehow that just has Big Dog written all over it. Did you know that Kurt Russell used to play for a now defunct Portland minor league baseball team called the Portland Mavericks? He Kurt Russell used to be a Maverick. Oh, he actually was. He actually did play for the Mavericks at one point. <laughs> he, he used to be a Maverick, but. But then they went bust. Oh, there's some great names in here as well. Yeah. It includes interviewers from former Maverick greats, such as Bat Boy Top Field and Frank the Flake Peters. It's a terrible nickname. I love that. Frank the Flake. This is a I wonder if he got around I wonder if he got around the bases or not. He probably did. Good stuff. So we've got we've got a bit of news, I think. Things to announce for the future of the podcast. Oh, we're going to do a we're going to do an election night podcast, aren't we, Big Dog? That is going to be that is going to be. You've riveting. decided that it's time to cast our dead dead eye on the on the election on the I, evening I, I, I of think, July second. I think that in the way that only us three morons could possibly have <laughs> our finger on the pulse in terms of the political stratosphere that we all currently exist in, it would only be fitting that we do a podcast on election night and we give a run-by-run analysis of where we think we're heading. Is it fair as Peter Dutton just imposed himself as being the villain of this election? He almost, is almost the, on purpose. He is He's just the biggest douchebag <laughs> of all time. But he hasn't like hit in the background as the uh, as the Minister for um, Immigration and said, I'm going to keep out of the way because this is a bit of a hot-button topic. He's basically gone out there every single day in the media and gone, yeah, fuck the immigrants, Australia. He He's is. doing this every day. Yeah. <laughs> what a lunatic. If and anyone looked- deserves a big dog bone, that guy definitely deserves it. But he's not really even worth The thing about him, though. He's boning himself. He's not even really worthy talking about on the podcast. The I mean, he says shit like at the environment summit that they had late last year. 
that the PNG and the Tahitans were a bit slow to get there to the environmental summit. And he said, isn't that ironic? Seeing with global warming, I guess time doesn't matter when your island's going to get swallowed <laughs> up by water. It's like poor form. One of the world's great diplomats. Also, Absolute um, douchebag. I, I, I have it on good authority that he has a pair of underwear that's that says, fuck off, we're full on the back of them. He looks like um, Voldemort from Harry Potter. He's just... Now, I don't know much about Harry Potter, but I know what Voldemort looks like, and Peter Dutton looks like him. <laughs> I reckon... So you wouldn't be surprised if he busted out of the lab. I reckon we lost a hot dog. We lost a what? Was I ordering for you? Yeah, did you? Yeah, order? I didn't order for you. Oh, I did that poorly. I'm going to get... <laughs> I'm up. I thought we were tag team ordering. Oh, oh. Apparently I was supposed to order Big Dog a hot dog. Did that poorly. Yeah, and now you and I both have food, and then we just airy silence, slash whatever song this is. Which we can easily edit out in post. I kind of miss Tony Abbott. Do you miss Tony Abbott? It does make politics less Turnbull's not, funny. Turnbull's not nearly as interesting. With Tony Abbott, every day was comedy. Yeah, because he was always doing something stupid. Turnbull's a bit boring. And not like... Not like boring in a, I'm going to fix everything in the country and make this country excellent again. He's just kind of doing what Tony Abbott did, but less interestingly. The policies are mostly the same. The attitude's mostly the same. He's just not doing as much stupid shit for our entertainment. I'm going to put it out there. I miss you, Tony. (laughs) Apart from that one time when you went to New York and told that Christian summit that we shouldn't have homosexual marriages because we don't know what that would be like. (laughs) Yeah, two people loving each other, Tony. It's not that difficult to get head around. But I, I miss, the, miss the Tony Abbott. Yeah, right. I don't know what he's doing. I'm pretty sure, like, last I heard, he was buying a second-hand fridge on Gumtree. That's a legitimate thing. He was in the news because <laughs> some lady sold her fridge and up popped Tony Abbott to pick it up. Apart from that, don't know what he's doing. Yeah, right. Uh, we, we've, still got, we've, still got John, we've still got John Key. We've still got your bloke for Entertainment Day. But our theory was that they were having a contest to see who could do the most stupid shit. So you think that there's less motivation for the P now to, to make outrageous diplomatic faux pas? When was the last time John Key did something stupid? I would, I'd say ever since Tony's gone, the game's, the game's fizzled. His mind is keeping away, him away from the ponytails. So he's just knocked over the knocked over the king on the chessboard and saying, you know what, it's done now. I'm done. Politics is a bit less interesting when the people in charge are boring. Yeah. But also making terrible decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, rich people, have more padding in your life. Yeah. So I say, bring back Tony Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to destroy the country, can we at least have fun doing it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't see it as a real issue. I can't see Labor winning the next election, so it's all a bit academic, really. It's pretty tight. I think you'll see a lot of, like... I think you'll see a lot of Greens and independent-type people making even further headways in the Senate. We'll um, find out July 2nd. Yes, we will. We'll be there on the turf. With a finger on the pulse. Probably in my lounge room, having a few brews. Listening to Anthony Green... 
we've got to work out what time is the best time to do that podcast. That's true. Oh, six o'clock. You reckon six o'clock? Yeah, because that, by that stage, you're starting to get an idea. Starting to get a vibe for it. You want to yeah. get a couple Laurie, of seats. Laurie Oates has already no. got his finger on his pulse at that point, and he's like, "We've got to go ABC on, a, on his own pulse." Wait, do we want Laurie or do we want Anthony? Oh, it doesn't matter who it is. If it's Channel Nine, it's probably Laurie Oates and Ray Martin or something. Oh, well, we'll just have it on mute while we sing a few brews. I can be all right. Sounds all right to me. I have to say, I can't believe you didn't order a food for me. I, mean, that's just... I thought we were tag team. Oh. You got stuck in a Kurt Russell hole. Are you guys waiting for food? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. I wasn't aware that we that I was ordering for you. Poor form, might I say. On 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 this. All you said was, "I'm having a hot dog." Oh, I thought that was the indication. This, um, no, this... not make sure you get me a hot dog whilst you're out there ordering your own food. You just say, "I'm getting a hot dog." The only bone I can really have a bit of a pick with... <laughs> He's digging deep here. No, it's it's a bit of a one. I don't think this will happen. You don't have to force a bone if you don't want to. But Donald Trump and the Republican Party have been sort of brokering some sort of a deal where they're kind of trying to find a way where Donald can actually be the Republican candidate come the November election. Even though they all hate him. Even though he'd be the worst president of all time as well. And it looks like some sort of a deal has been managed. So I'm going to give a bone to the fucking idiots. And they are idiots. Who are in the Republican Party. Who actually go, you know what? Donald Trump is better than nobody. I have a bone to pick to walk with all the idiots riding into the Herald Sun saying, you know, 35 words or less, basically permutations of, fuck off, we're full, um, go back to where you came from. And there, and there are an extraordinary number of them out there. That's, not, that, that's, terrifies not, a, that's not a lovely comment to say, is it? Like, it's not. It's not. Fuck and off, we're full. It's not. And it, it, I think that a, as one of the... We've all been there when our stomach said that. Fuck off. I'm full. <laughs> and it never ends Sometimes you have a, a bit more anyway. Yeah. But I think that as, as, as an incredibly wealthy country, our attitude, at very least, has to be a little bit more charitable than that. And that, that is... I think what you're, seeing, uh, what you're seeing in both the US and Australia in regards to politics is that politics is about winning... It's yeah. about and social media. And about it's about winning your position first and about dealing with the needs of the country second. It's, what you're seeing is that both countries are pandering to the fact that there is more idiots in their country than there are intelligent people. There are more idiots in Australia and more idiots in America that are being pandered to. What are we looking at? We're we looking at... We are well over time. But we're having a good time and that's all that matters. We are having a good time. Tunes are cranking. I'm still annoyed that Kieran didn't order for me. You did not. Well, we've got it on record as to whether or not it was specified that I was going to order for you. That is true. All I heard was, I'm having a hot dog. And then that was it. I I'm was looking at you. I'm, I'm just saying. envisaging, I'm just envisaging Kieran auto-tuning his own voice to say, don't worry, what? don't worry, Kieran, I'll order it myself. You right. go up, just order, grab us a hot like dog. But uh, it's been real, fellas. We will see you election night. Yeah, we will. We'll see you election night for some for live real. action. Uh, there'll be seats won and, and other shit, and we'll just drink beers probably. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's and it. And next... we'll be like, who the fuck is this person? 
the seat of blah blah whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Really? The seat of Baxter. <laughs> All, All right. right. See, See you later. later. Rock and roll.